Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. It's back, the ultimate motorsport prize, a trip to the Indy 500. Get this, return flights for two, four nights in Indianapolis, plus transfers, reserve seating, race tickets and driver parade. Police escort a two-seater ride in a purpose-built Indy car around the track itself. There's meet and greets. It is the complete VIP treatment and unlike anything before it. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled. Tickets are just $20 and all proceeds go to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. Go to the ultimate motorsportprize.com.au to get your tickets now. Thanks, Pertech, you bloody legends. Welcome to another edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the only podcast that talks with the legends every single episode and not about them. This is Best Of, a chat with one of the game's greats from their Legend Series interview already in our Library of Legends, where none of our interviews or episodes ever date. This one is with a guy who, as it stands, is one of just 13 immortals in the game. A four-time kangaroo tourist, a three-time premiership winner in the New South Wales Rugby League, and a further two in the Brisbane Rugby League. He captained at all levels of the game and won just about every award possible, including the Golden Boot. This is Mal Meninga. If you enjoyed this quick chat with the great man, you'll just love the full interview. It's unfiltered and episodes 42, 43 and 44 in the library. Here's Mal. Enjoy. It shows we're never too old to keep learning. Was that an emotional journey? Obviously very rewarding, but an emotional journey? He got really emotional when he found his grave. Yeah. A nondescript grave, you know, just a bit of grass in a, in a cemetery in Mirabara. Um, so he got really... Because, you know, all his trials and tribulations, all the, all the his journey and the things that he had to, had to overcome and challenge and be challenged by, you know, he was in the... It was obviously... A tenor man was... Uh, in the cane industry, cane cutting industry was a most valued um, employee, okay. you know. So, he, but he he stuck up for his rights as well. We found out, you know, he was not only was he act on behalf of of the of the Australian South Sea Island or the people from Tano. He was he, because in the sugarcane industry in those times, we had, you know, the the Italians and the Greeks yep. and the Chinese and all all people from all walks of life, you know, working in working in under those conditions of you know, getting. The problem with the with the um, the Australian South Sea Islander, though, so most most of those people I describe were getting say fifty quid a year. Um, the the Tanner and the South Sea Island people um, were only getting six quid a year. You know, so so he stuck up for his rights. So he was one of the one of the guys that you know, got better work conditions around money and around food and around and with the living conditions and things like that. So you know, yeah, it was. And then to see him, this nondescript grave, all the things, all the battles that he, that he had to overcome, um, they find this nondescript grave, you know, in, in the heart of Mirabara, mm. um, got a re- got really emotional. Sixty years of age this year, Mal. When you look back at your life, are you most proud of what you've achieved as a player, a coach, or a man? <sighs> um, I think I think I'm proud of who I am 
And, you know, yep. um, I think I've remained loyal to my values, you know. Um, yeah, bumps and, yeah, you know, little bumps along the way, little hurdles along the way that, you know, that, that you know, pushes in different directions. But I think ultimately um, the person I was, you know, when I was six or seven with that personality and, and, I, and you know, I was really shy. Um, I'm proud of the fact that I got over that shyness, you know, at an early age. Um, I think I've remained fairly, you know, fairly simple and the way I look at life and, you know, live life and, and you know, I, I don't seek the headlines, you know, that's that's sort of how I feel about it, you know. It might not seem that way at times, but, um, yeah, I just think I've been true to myself and pretty loyal uh, to my values. You're listening to Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the Legends series. We have corporate and private sponsorship packages available. You set the terms. For further information on how you can become part of the team, go to the website andyraymondunfiltered.com.au and hit the sponsorship tab. I was asked last week, uh, what's Mal like as a bloke? And the first word that came to mind was grounded. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does because that's humility, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I really worked out. I mean, my, my parents were humble people, you know, very, very patient. Um, you know, we didn't, we weren't wealthy, you know, we were actually poor. You know, mum was holding down three jobs, dad, dad a couple, you know, he was, playing, he was a local captain coach and working in the sawmills or the abattoirs. Um, but I, I didn't see that. I didn't see the poorness, you know. I saw how rich our family was and how much fun I had and, you know, how much we all cared about and, and loved, you know. So I I consider myself very lucky growing up um, and I feel lucky in the sense that they taught taught me a lot about, you know, humility and respect and, you know, because, um, you know, we're, when mum and dad got married um, in 59, um, there was none at the wedding, you know, because <laughs> they're black and white too, you know. We're yeah. going back to the late 50s and... You know, racism was still still prevalent in those days, obviously. You know, so I mean, yeah, that it wasn't a wasn't a marriage that either family really uh, condoned. You know, so so you know we grew up protected from all that all that, and you know, dad was such a mum was such a respected you know people in their communities, yep. and particularly in the rugby league communities, and that's what I seen. I seen that respect, you know, amongst others. Um, in those communities and, and how mum and dad were treated and how they treated us, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I feel very fortunate that, you know, the life I've, I've lived, uh, it all, but it all comes through my upbringing. Any episode, any time, our interviews never date, never, any of them. Over 500 to choose from. Download the lot and rip in, legends. Four kangaroo tours and the record. The 82 tour was labelled the Invincibles. The 86 tour was labelled the Unbeatables. Wonderful football sides. What are your standout memories from two tours that will never be replicated or duplicated uh, and will remain in the history books as an absolute highlight for as long as the game has played? Yeah, 82 was... um... Again, I was very fortunate. I roomed with Steve Rogers. Wow. You know, he's the doyen of, of you know, Australian centres, a world-class centres. He was fantastic. Um, and then in the locking room uh, was Rocket Reddy and Max Quillich, who was the captain of the, the team. So so those three guys, 
those three guys taught me a lot about touring. You know, so the good, the good the old bad. fashioned, good old fashioned touring, and, yeah. and how to get the balance right. You know, because yeah. uh, you know, here I am, twenty two years of age, you know, mixing with the old fellows. Really, you know, Craig Young was there, Les Boyd. I, I, I was, I was taken under their wing of the old fellows, um, and I was playing obviously the test matches, and you know, we we're, we're winning, you know, games very comfortably yeah. and stuff. But they taught me how to tour. They taught me the, the time went time went to to have a good time and time when to be serious, basically. And um, so I was really lucky in 82. Um, then 86, it was different for me, you know, because you know, Don Foyner was a coach and he was the Canberra coach as well, um, was the team I was playing for, but I couldn't make the side, Andy. That's how good it was, you know. So, I mean, they had Gene Miles and Brett Kenny because yeah. uh, Sterlow and Wally were the, were the halves. Um, and, you know, I think it was um, Michael, o, Michael O'Connor and I think Dale Shearer were the were the yes were the wingers, you know, so, and and John Rebo. So, I mean, yeah, I couldn't make, I was on the bench. I was the, myself and Terry Lamb, Terry Lamb played every game on tour. I, know, I think some of my 19 or 19 odd games on tour. I played about 13 games, but I couldn't make the gut, couldn't make the run on side. So that was a strong side too, the unbeatables. Um, again, they took everything before them. And um, I played, I played, a, you know, a, a supporting role on that on that tour, but I still had a great time. And um, my roomie was Brett Kenny at the time, so you know, um, so I showed him the ropes. I showed him how to party and have a good time and get a balance. And, and uh, but he took my spot in the team. So we used to have many fights. We used to have many fights in the bedroom yeah, all the time. <laughs> but uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, kangaroo tours a lot of fun. And and out of those kangaroo tours, you do make. You know, mates for life. Honestly, yeah. you know, you wait 10, 10 weeks of, of uh, uh, together in a in a hotel room with Dragon R and Leeds in single beds. Mm. You know, in twin rooms, single beds. Um, you do get on really well. If you don't get on, well, you might struggle over there. But you know, the, obviously the the um, the confidence and the the camaraderie that comes out of those tours is excellent. And you know, you see them often. You don't see them that often, but you know, you get reunions and. Kangaroo unions in particular, and um, just re- reignite, you know, old memories and and mateship, and have a few beers and enjoy yourself. The nineteen ninety tour was your third and first as captain. From our side of the fence, we make a lot of who is named as a captain of a representative side. What did and what does captaincy mean to you? Well, uh, it's it's a leadership role. Um, and a mentoring role, in my opinion. I mean, I, I went to um, a kangaroo reunion in 2014, Andy, and of the '94 side. So, yep. you know, uh, it was a 20 years, 20 year reunion. You know, so or 30 year reunion. Okay, 20 year reunion. So, uh, I looked around the room, and you know, there's Bob Fulton. I'm mixing with Bob Fulton and Jeff Carr and those sort of guys. And I look around the room, and just it's just dawned on me, like in 1994, right? how old I was or how much <laughs> more older I was than the players around me, you know. Um, you know it's Blocker and, you know, Ciro and all those good guys in, in 90. But here I am, you know, in 94, I'm 10 years old and Laurie and, and Ricky and Brad Fittler and, you know, Steve Menzies, Wendell, all those sort of guys, ET, you know. So I'm, I'm the old fellow that – so from a leadership point of view on those, on those sort of tours, I did take on that sort of mentor role uh, around them and showed them mm-hmm. – and sort of, you know, showed him how to tour, really, I, I guess. Um, and, you know, things I learned, you know, with Steve Rogers back in 82 when I was teaching 
the 90, the 94 guys, you know, around, around it all. And, but then it comes back to, you know, doing the right thing yourself. And, you know, I've always been, I think, a person that's led by example um, uh, and doing the, all the right things uh, to make sure that, you know, if I was going to say anything to anyone, uh, player-wise, that I was doing that thing as well. So, you know, I wasn't setting any, any, I was setting the right standards, you know, for the for the team. And uh, if my expectation is if, you know, if that's the standard, well, then you've got to live by those standards. And, um, and that's the way I think I, I led footy teams is that I led by example, yep. I showed them the way, um, and but I had faith in them though too. I believed in them, I had trust in them. Um, yeah, and we had a lot of fun as well. The fun was based off success. But it almost wasn't successful. Game two was locked at 10 all with 10 minutes remaining. Then this. Almost no time left in the match. Stewart. Here it comes now to Linda. We're well into injury time. 40 seconds, in fact. As it comes away to Stewart again. Stewart throws the dummy. Now Ricky Stewart's on his own. He's up to the halfway. He's waiting for Eddie Housen. He's got support. Eddie Housen with him. They can go to the Nigga. He scores. Oh, what a try. What a try. What a right from Stewart. And what a try from Nigga. <laughs> Is that the best you've been a part of? Has there been a better feeling oh, on the well, field? So I've got I've got some bumps on me, you know, yeah. so goosebumps on me. So, um, yeah, it was in in hindsight, Andy. At the time, it was relief, you know. Yeah. Um, the legends at Pertech are a fabulous sponsor of Andy Raymond Unfiltered and super proud of their Protect range of products. Biodegradable and environmentally friendly, the Lanolin range is Australian-made too. The Protect range of products is available from the 107 Pertex stores Australia-wide. Check out all the details on their extensive range of Protect products at pertech.com.au. Thanks, Pertech, for your continued support of Unfiltered. The magical run of that Queensland side from 06 onwards. Do you realise at the time what you're doing and how special it is? Or don't you think like that at the time? Um, no, it is a special time. You get picked for Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> it's a special time in your life. Um, you know, and particularly getting debuts and things like that. Um, and just... To, you're not playing. It's, it's a different. It's a different way of thinking. You know, I mean, obviously with club club land, you you, you, know, you put your colours on and you're playing for your supporters, but you're playing for your state. Yeah. Now you're playing for your state here, and that that is that is really important part of of the psyche going into it all. Um, you don't want to let your your colours down. You don't want to let the maroon colours down. Um, that's a really important part of the psyche to it all. Um, it's yeah, it's 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 very emotional. It's a, you, you've got to attach yourself emotionally to it, or I know you've got to do that with everything you do. But yep. you know, but it's it's who you are. It's, it's in your DNA. It's, it's how you grow up. You know, this yep. is this is this is different. You know, so I went and played for the Raiders, but I didn't grow up a Raiders supporter. Yep. You know, um, but I was born in Queensland. But I grew up being a Queensland supporter. You know, yep. it's it's in your DNA. It's it's you know, you actually from a supporter's point of view. 
you know, you actually do hate the Blues. Yes. <laughs> Not so much the players, but, you know, you do hate, you do, from a supporter, you, it's it's bragging rights for 12 months. Yeah. That's what it is, you know. So, um, yeah, it's it's a – in, in, in the, the greatest satisfaction you get is to see the players win, obviously. But even more so because the group grew together. Yeah. You know, so the, yeah, a lot of lot of players from different clubs, but the group grew together. And today, they're all mates. You know, so they're all mates, and some of them they still they, they still get together and they have holidays together as families. You know, and they all you know, uh, which is which is fantastic. And that's that's the thing that I loved about it. We grew from a bunch of bunch of blokes. Yep. You know. All of a sudden, all their wives and girlfriends started to be part of it. It's like building this family. And all of a sudden, these all these kids started to, to appear. Um, you know, so the time at the end of ten years, you know, I mean, here this we've got this we've got eighty people, near hundred people. You know, this is the group. This is the family. This is the community we've, we've we managed to develop in that time. That's what gives me great satisfaction. The best of Mal Meninga. We hope you enjoyed. The full interview is episodes 42, 43 and 44 in our library of legends where none of our interviews or episodes ever date. So you can download the lot, rip in and get amongst the best rugby league talk there is. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au. Tickets are just $20. All proceeds go to charity and you could be going to Indy.